The following is a fourth hand production. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Welcome to Hysteria 51. Come inside our secret hideaway as we talk conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through skeptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Hand and John Goforth. Gentlemen, it is time for Hysteria 51. Are you as excited as I am? Gotta go back in time. Such a good song. Those dulcet tones of one Huey Lewis and the news. Don't forget the news. No. So we are in for another episode of Hysteria 51, Hysteria Nation, time travel. I am your host, Brent Hand. With me, as always, John Goforth. John, how you doing over there? I really only have one thing to say. You can run, but you can't hide, because I am live and worldwide with 10 gigawatts of radio waves that won't behave, and you can't ignore me anymore, people. I will be heard. That's the theme for tonight. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Captain. <laughs> we got some special guests with us this evening. They're actually special. Both returning guests. I think it's the first time we've had four returning Everyone returning. Look at that high five. You mean you mean two return? Well, I, I suppose we're returning as well. No, yeah. We're though rolled though, hat rolled hat at this. When you say four, you're pissing someone off. Well, he's not our special guest. We have two returning guests. Why don't you tell us who is our our fifth man, fifth wheel? Conspiracy bot. Ooh, conspiracy bot. What are your thoughts on time travel? Time is an abstract concept created by carbon-based meat sacks to monitor their own ongoing decay. Beep boop bop. <laughs> that got real. That, email, yeah. that got real fucking dark real quick. <laughs> Can't say I'm black. All right, welcome to our actual guests, Joe Peck. Hi. And Daniel Jazz Hands Jessup. Hello. If that voice sounds familiar, you might have seen him on a recent episode of Chicago Fire. He gets one episode of Hysteria 51 on his belt. They start casting him on television shows. <laughs> Told you to pay off on your resume. Thank you. And I did use Jazz Hands Jessup in the credits, so thank you very now, much. Now, do you get uh do you get SAG credit for being on this show? Is that how this works? That How's is it? correct. Yes. No, I figured so. You haven't received the invoice if I or need his to, SAG approved <laughs> salary. If I need to fill out your card at the end of this. <laughs> no, that's Joe's. Uh, now I'll punch his yes. card. I'll punch his card. <laughs> Thank you. Joe's community service hours is what I got to sign that's up correct. for. That's correct. I forgot. That's correct. How exactly does this count as community service? <laughs> I don't know. He helps me. Uh, I'm helping people stay woke. <laughs> stay woke, my friends. Uh-oh. Stay woke. All right, so before we get into too deep into time travel, what are we drinking? You say it's a lexicon of libations. We call it a bulletin of booze. Either way, we're all getting pissed. Here's this week's spirit selections. Go forth, what you got over there? I'm drinking a beer from one of my favorite breweries, uh, definitely my favorite Chicago-based brewery. Anheuser Busch. <laughs> it is not. That is that. That would be a South American based brewery. Uh, no, I am drinking uh, from the Revolution Brewery Antihero. No. My, one of my favorite beers. It or smells my wife- and tastes like spoiled Heineken Fact. mixed with toilet water. 
That's a I, fact. I, I, you guys are you guys are anti-hero. Nuts. It is one of the most delicious things out there. Um, my wife would call it the green fist because <laughs> it's also what she calls John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I promise I don't hit my wife. Uh, if you if you get it on tap, if you're not from the Chicago, you weren't even area. making that joke, John. Why'd you go there? Well, Jeez, that one, that one got Stacy. I want to let you know there are many many women shelters in the Chicagoland area, and if you need someone to take you there because you're scared, we will. Any of us. Sit on us, Patsy. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you guys don't like a good, hoppy, full, rich beer, you drink the piss water that you do. Why are you shaking mean, your fist at us? Does not because it's green the green fist. fist. <laughs> He's literally shaking his fist like I like I started talking out of turn in Kim class, like <laughs> like an I'm old man angry at the weather. Robot house. <laughs> I will show you how good this beer is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of good beer, I just want to let you know that I am drinking an ice cold Bud Light. And you know what? You found out tonight, you should be happy that I'm drinking Bud Light because they're doing a promotion where if you get a gold Bud Light can. Don't give the Brazilian brewery free a, promotion. Eat an ass with a spoon. It's what I'm drinking since it was in St. Louis. I hope you're going to send them an invoice for the valuable airtime you just gave them. I'm telling yeah, you. no shit. If you get a gold can, free Super Bowl tickets for life. I'm in. I'm in. As if I wasn't already. You just me. drove literally like 10 people. All, all 10 that are listening right now <laughs> to their <laughs> website. <laughs> ah, Bud Light. Yep. It's like the Keystone. It's a Keystone. It's a Bud Light Lope. Golden. Golden. I don't even know what that means. Mm, moving have, on. Things have taken a strange turn. <laughs> Bud Light. Bud Light is the Keystone Light of beers. <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy bot. Uh, what you got over there? In honor of time travel, I've got Zambuca. Warm. In a highball glass. Yeah, Zambuca is the yeah. It's the official drink. It's of the time official travel. drink of time. It's time. Is that, is of that time. how it works? <laughs> yeah. You're ahead of me, conspiracy by God bless you, buddy. Uh, so Joe, Joe, what do you got over there? Uh, I have a, an amazing combo. Uh, I, I got to say this real quick. I've noticed every time you're here, you just start mixing random. Like I would <laughs> exactly never put together liquors. Like this is a um, bottom half of a Heineken, and I had some uh, Bailey's and. Uh, this looks like a little bit of turpentine. I don't know what it was, but we threw that in there, no, too. No, Bailey was on the last show I was on. Crushing it already. Ooh. Give um, the old Shemansky. Shemansky. Man or men? That's the question. <laughs> uh, I, I have an amazing combo. I've never tried it before, and it's working out quite well for me. Uh, Maker's Mark and Mike's Hard Black Cherry Lemonade. Thank God these exist. With a splash of White Claw Hard Seltzer. Claw. I didn't even know it was a thing, and it actually tastes very refreshing. Right? I'll also... Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's, uh, That's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so... 
it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we wanted to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Point out that Joe always mixes uh, his hard alcohol with another alcoholic beverage. I mean, what are you trying to forget from your childhood? Time. Guys, there's no time. As Jesse Spano once taught us, there's never enough time. 
among the list of things she taught us. Well, she clearly had no access to a time machine. She was, so she there was, was never enough one time might say really excited. One might. Maybe a couple might really scared. scared. She's yeah. just so scared. Well, you know, she had forgotten about the time. Well, they we were all the bike, fell so. over ourselves for that joke. It's old jazz hands. <laughs> we have to uh, uh, do me tonight is Foster's. I don't even have to ask you because it takes up most of the table. <laughs> it does. It's but- literally in Brent's lap right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a Foster's But so drinking. is Dan, which is odd. It's <laughs> strange. It's that's- mostly odd because Goforth is not pleased. <laughs> that's his seat. But so- it is. It is Foster's, the oil can Foster's, uh, the beer of Chrononauts. If you will. <laughs> the official beer of time traveling Australian. Austus. Yeah. Australian for time. For time, for time. travel. <laughs> Just because you start drinking it, you wake up. It's usually a different day. You have no idea where you've been. You right. Well, it. because you you, you you start with you start with one Foster's and you continue and you continue and you continue them. If you will. Yes. I see what he did there. And next thing you know, you're Christopher Lloyd. Thank wait, 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 wait. Are, or is this a reference to the Robbie Williams song from the early 2000s? Millennium? Millennium. Everything I do or believe is related to the Robbie Williams song Millennium. So, yes. <laughs> it's a fine way to live life, trust me. It took him hours, but he found a Robbie Williams church. Now he's a uh, bishop. Pastor? I don't, I don't know. What do they have? I don't know. Spaghetti Monster? No, those are the ones where the colanders on their head and their, <laughs> their fucking driver's license photos. That's a thing. That's a thing. We're all just looking at you. We're like, no, that's it's a thing. Getting, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going, but all right. <laughs> all right. So as we said, we're talking time travel this afternoon, evening, whatever time it is. Maybe it's morning for you. Who knows when you're Maybe listening. it's morning for us. Maybe. You don't know. It. We could be time we, traveling right kinda now. Kind of going back to uh, what Conspiracy Bot said earlier. It's an abstract concept. So, John, give us a little elevator pitch on time travel. All right. Here is something that I definitely wrote myself and did not pick up off of the internet. <laughs> time travel is the concept of movement between certain points in time, analogous to movement between different points in space, typically using a hypothetical device known as a time machine, either in the form of a vehicle or a portal, connecting distant points in time. Time travel is a recognized concept in philosophy and fiction, but traveling to an arbitrary point in time has very limited support in theoretical physics, and usually in conjunction with quantum mechanics or Einstein Rosen bridges. Mm, my better favorite known, kind of bridges. Uh, better known wormholes. No, yeah. Bow Bridges oh. is the best. Well, bridges. Jeff Bridges. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'll take right. Bow. Thank <laughs> you. I'll take Jeff. I'm a Jeff guy. Yeah, yeah. Two for Jeff, you lose. Um, in a more narrow sense. Lloyd. <laughs> when? Oh, he went Lloyd. I like Randy Bridges, the guy who uh, <laughs> it was my plumber two seasons ago when I needed to put in a new toilet. Strong. Bridges of Madison County? (laughs) They take you places. They take you to travel through time. In a more narrow sense, one-way time travel into the future via time dilation, which is very similar to, I don't know, uh, time puckering its asshole, uh, is a (laughs) well-understood phenomenon. Really paint a picture with your words, John. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a a wordsmith, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Within the frameworks of special relativity and general relativity. But advancing in a large amount of time is not feasible with our current technology. The the concept was touched upon in various earlier works of fiction, but really brought to the forefront by H.G. Wells in his 1895 novel, The Time Machine, 
also amazing early 2000s movie starring Guy mm-hmm. Pierce. Which moved the concept of Jeremy time Jeremy Irons, I believe, too, was said uh, bad guy, right? Oh. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I just, Samantha Moomba made her don't film look that debut. Up. After don't look that up, but I think so. Conspiracy Bot, can we get a ruling? Mr. Hand is correct this time. See what I did there. Ooh. <laughs> and it was a really ugly, white, pale-skinned guy. <laughs> and we're about to say something that we rarely say on this podcast. Brett, you were right. Uh-oh. Weird. Who knew? One very, very prominent time traveler named his sons Jules and Vern, right? Jules Vern is one person. Well, yeah, we're cutting that out. I'm talking- <laughs> <laughs> no, the sons in Dr. Emmett Brown named his sons Jules and Vern in the last. Oh, oh I didn't know that's what yeah, you were. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you all. War of the Worlds. <laughs> now we're just naming books by science fiction authors. And that is time travel. That is, that, he really, he really summed it up there nicely. Yeah, yeah. Glad I asked you to write that, and you, you sat down. You worked hard spin on, on that. All right, all right, all right. So, huh. it's just a jump to the left. And, <laughs> and then a step to the, the right. right. Yep. So every every two bit hack writer to every you know mainstream writer. It's probably written a story about time travel because it's a it's a fun topic and it's got so many nooks and crannies. I don't know. Uh, oh, kind of like the English muffins. <laughs> nooks and crannies. That's what they're, they're literally called. The, the yep. English muffins. With, thank you. Yep. Thank you, Mr. Jessup. Thomas's. Thank you. Why are you not chiming in sooner? Come on. Support me in my English muffin. <laughs> well, I thought that was your nickname in some sex- sectors. The English muffin. <laughs> and and he's he's known for that because of his nooks he's and crannies. His nooks and crannies. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, hello. <laughs> and, okay. English muffin. <laughs> Thank you. Is the theory of time travel possible? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I feel responsible for you this You are disaster. responsible. This is your fault. <laughs> Actually, I blame Jazz Hands. <laughs> hey, Fosters. <laughs> so is the theory of time travel possible? In the last century, uh, scientists come up with a number of theories that, that suggested it is indeed plausible to take a leap into the future. Going back in time, unfortunately, is much more complicated but is not necessarily impossible. It's fun to actually to- have a topic on this show that is out there and a little far-fetched, and yet scientists are like, eh, yeah, maybe. Right, so so um, originally, uh, Isaac Newton said, nope. Ouch. Time, time is... <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, uh, he said, no. Time is a, is, is a very solid thing that it, it goes forward, and that's just the way it is. Einstein came along and said... He said... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> it, things are relative. Albert yeah. Einstein laid the groundwork for much of the theoretical science that governs most of time travel research today. Uh, of course, scientists like Galileo, etc., that came before him helped, but Einstein's theories of special and general relativity dramatically changed our understanding of time and space. And it's because of these well-tested theories that we believe time travel is possible, as John alluded to earlier. Relatives, we, uh, we, I, I, I'm a scientist. Um, I, I mailed away for my mm. scientific diploma. It was thirty nine ninety nine. Legit. 
That's in, a heck of a value. In other words, you've listened to the Coldplay song, The Scientist. <laughs> it's, that and the uh, – yeah. I, I, I could have got it for twelve ninety nine, but I didn't have four uh, Wonder Bread UPCs, so I went ahead and popped for the extra money. Do you think there's any irony that Huey Lewis and The News wrote and recorded a song about time and the news industry would love to be able to go back in time when the news was actually relevant? Um, I don't know. Look at I, these. I find wow. that to be a fascinating thing to wow. think about. That's topical and humorous. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> I know what you're thinking after that dynamic drop in, dear listener. How would we go through time? <laughs> uh, one option. Is- Huey Lewis, news industry. First question, how do we go through time? Yes. DeLorean. We clearly need a new drug. <laughs> one that doesn't. The red pill? Make me not go through time. Yeah. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> So one option for time travel, as John stated earlier, uh, Einstein, Rosen, Bridge, or a wormhole. A wormhole. A wormhole. <laughs> wormhole. <laughs> Along with physicist Nathan Rosen, Einstein suggested the existence of wormholes in 1935. And although we've yet to discover one, many scientists have contributed their own theories about how wormholes might work. A little-known man named Stephen Hawking, don't know if you've guy ever heard of him, or Kip Thorne are probably the most well-known. Thorne, a theoretical physicist. Yeah, he, uh, Stephen Hawking, uh, it, it's weird. He bears a resemblance, at least in in voice, to a conspiracy bot. It's it's um, the oh, original so conspiracy bot yeah. that people complained about, and we changed him. Yeah. So he no longer sounds like conspiracy bot. So how is it that one of the most um, brilliant scientists in the world has a less understandable voice than conspiracy <laughs> bot 2.0? One might say I was smarter than um, said programmers for Mm. You know, you should have probably had me on the team. Is what we're getting at. Yes, probably. It just makes you're, sense. So you're smarter than Stephen Hawking, as well. Uh, at least the people that built his uh, wheelchair and uh, whatever that eye and fingertip machine voice box. That sure. I, sure. I don't know. Well, no, I know what he's out of the eye and fingertip machine is fascinating. <laughs> That's the technical name I want to give. That was my nickname in high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, I, I went. I wouldn't question though about the wormhole theory. Like to say that none has been discovered yet. Like I watched a documentary. It was like uh, like I think like thirty six parts over the course of three years called Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. It was all about a wormhole. And it, it seems to me that like we absolutely discovered mm-hmm. one, and the commander Cisco was in charge of of uh, uh, keeping an eye on. I don't know if you know this, but I went to Commander Cisco High School in uh, Central <laughs> Illinois. So I wasn't going to go here, but you brought up Star Trek, so I'm going to. All right. So <clears throat> the basic theory behind most time travel, we'll get into this later, but it, it the it's, basic conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> The basic theory behind time travel is you're bending space-time, right? The basic theory behind... You look at us like, we're, oh, yeah, yo, yo, it checks yeah, like, out. The math's good on that one. Yeah, like a we member of the power team in so many bars The three steel. documentaries we probably all watched on YouTube said the same thing, right? So the basic theory behind the Enterprise traveling at warp is bending space-time. My question to you, why can't the Enterprise go back in time? Uh, they can with a large enough uh, gravity boost 
a la fucking, what was it, uh, Star Trek First 3? First Contact? When they went oh. back for whales? There are be whales in here. That's actually true. No, that's four. Whatever that it is. That is four. It's four, but, you know. Well, the Admiral, bo- there are be whales in here. The Borg also have the ability, obviously, as seen in Star Trek First Contact. That's true. But, so... I'm, I'm just saying, hey, Picard, fire up those fucking dilithium crystals, mm-hmm. and let's go. Let's go bring back Tara Yar. Well, here's so I, I <laughs> Tasha Yar. Tasha, Tasha, Tasha is it Tasha? Let's yeah, bring Tasha. them both back. It's hey, a good boy. call. <laughs> so well, Tari was her her slightly less gifted sister who got into uh, yeah. Got she into did. Stripping she did not in rock and roll. She did not get off of that weird planet with the alleys and cats and rape <laughs> going on. <laughs> Why is the rape always involved when Isn't I'm on this show? <laughs> You bring it to us. Wasn't it like a uh, oil oh slick monster that killed her? That's a fact. <laughs> it was some sort of strange oil blob. So I have a question, though, about this now that we're talking about Star Trek. You're talking about why can't it go back in time? It's a fascinating idea. So one of the things I'm curious about is, like, perhaps the show doesn't necessarily present us with the ability for them to travel through time. Is there something more to that? Because... How did Gene Roddenberry get into the future? Uh, that's why they to called- film them, <laughs> like right, right. Yeah, uh, he worked with DARPA, which we'll learn about later. Well, it's very similar to George Lucas, right? I mean, how did these guys? Well, George Lucas was a long time ago, right? A long time ago, but Gene Roddenberry right. was the future. But how did they get there? Right. Everyone knows that Star Trek is just, or I mean, Star Wars is found footage. That's no big surprise. Uh, Got like, it. You know, so okay. is it the solution to the Blair Witch Project? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, that's a direct sequel to uh, the first trilogy. <laughs> to, so, to Sister Act. So, so <laughs> Damn, you one malt like a Sister Act picker. <laughs> right, come I don't even understand what just happened. I blacked out for a second. What was that? You time traveled for a second is what you meant. <laughs> oh. So if, if I understand what you're saying correctly... When we found the Dead Sea Scrolls, we also found video footage, which wound up being the Star Wars movies. Is that accurate? Yes. 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 So how in the fuck did the first three, what, I mean, which actually became the they were on fourth, top. fifth, and sixth. They were on top. You know, it says Be Kind Rewind. They didn't do that. They put them out of order. We just like got excited. Well, hang on, Dan. You were there when they found them. I was there. What was the process? Yeah, so we again, it's it's a matter of archiving, right? And and, and a lot of things. Again, it, there were there were six five and a half floppies, and, <laughs> and and they were reshuffled, and they were there. So, I mean, Dead Sea Scrolls, as everybody knows, is just code for disk box, <laughs> right? And so they found it, and they they they, they had the right Apple IIe, and they got it downloaded. <laughs> Let's get back to the question here of why do so so Star Trek will say we can only go to the future. Why don't we go to the past? The book uh, Off to Be the Wizard will mm-hmm. posit it's much easier, if not only possible, to go back. You can't go forward. And modern day science says it's easy, <laughs> quote unquote, to go forward, but not to go back. Right. Back to the future. 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 Right. So what do we believe? And where is that difference there? Whereas what is more difficult to do? Go to the forward, 
go to the future, as some might call I call it the forward, uh, or go to the past. Ten, ten forward? Guinan? <laughs> go to the ten forward. Again, Guinan deserves her own episode of, of History of 51, but we'll get to Where that. we all only drink synthahol. <laughs> For sure. Is that what she served? <laughs> yeah, it's called Bless synth- her yes, life. and we will Damn, all... Damn, you want oh. synthahol pickup. <laughs> and we'll lament the closing of the Star Trek theme bar in the Hilton Las Vegas, uh, <laughs> because that's probably the saddest moment of my life epic <laughs> so wait, what's more difficult and why uh, do different time travel ish related pieces of media believe one or the other mm-hmm. i guess yeah i guess it's just uh you know gene roddenberry all these people went with like yeah we want to you know go faster than light travel but we don't want to go through all that uh pesky thousands of years going by you know how do we get around that gene just call it a warp drive <laughs> it'll just make sense <laughs> don't worry about it we'll work that out in the back end it's funny in the in the things I've read and 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 or watched, they all say the same thing. They all say it's easier to go forward than back mm-hmm. because you don't have to worry about creating paradoxes going forward, and because going forward actually now 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 the actual science going forward makes a little bit more sense because you could potentially slow yourself down or, well, or speak, whatever. Yeah, I know. there's there's a there's actually a physics uh, professor. Named Sean Carroll, who talks about that, that if you think of it as speed, we go through time currently at one hour per hour. It is theoretically. But then when you switch to cocaine. Then it's six hours per hour, <laughs> uh, as John knows. Um, <laughs> knows? See what he did there? Like that? Very nice. Or his his uh, his street name, White Castle. And it's not because of what he how many nicknames am I going to have in this episode? A lot. A <laughs> this lot. is the nickname episode. It's going to be called Time Travel, colon, the nickname episode. <laughs> <laughs> the King of Sting. The <laughs> I don't know. Remember in, in Rocky yeah. 3 where he had like 19 names? The Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a thing, it needs to be. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. So, John, you... I'm Brian Fellow. Was that one too? I believe it was. So you know what would clear a lot of this shit up to us? It would be if all this time travel and the future is going on, if one of these cocksuckers would just come back in time to right now and let us know. So you know what? Let's do a You're going to shit your pants when somebody walks in the door Let's do a little countdown. And okay, it is right now, uh, November 30th at 9.05 p.m. And uh, I don't know how many seconds. Why don't you come on in my house and knock? Future, you'll know where to get here in three, two, one. No one, nothing. Well, what the, a shame. You know, that brings up an interesting point. What a point. shame. The, uh, another thing I've, I read about in, in researching for this episode, um, it's, it's a fascinating concept that perhaps the energy expended necessary to travel through time means that people will only appear at very significant periods. There are people who believe that Henry Ford was a time traveler, for example. I mean, I can... (laughs) (laughs) No. You bring up a good point of like, well, why aren't they here? Or, Or would it, you know, maybe it takes so much time, so much energy. They only go back to, you know, um, specific points, and John, you brought up time paradoxes. So let's say, for shits and giggles, uh, you know, someone I didn't prefer just... shits and grins, please. Okay, you get whatever you want. I'm going to mm. giggle. Let's say it is possible to go back in time 
And that brings up all these I just, funky time paradoxes. I just had this awful image pop into my head when John just said that of him sitting on a toilet with a huge grin on his face. Um, <laughs> it's very uncomfortable, but now nah, I wanted to make sure everyone could think about that. Thank you. Thank his, you. His beard hair, he's just stroking it. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> all right, so let's get into my favorite time paradox the grandfather paradox a time traveler goes back in time and attempts to kill his paternal grandfather at a time before his grandfather met his grandmother if he did so then his father would never have been born and neither would the time traveler himself in which case a time traveler never would have or her uh, their self i think it's pronounced they self (laughs) never would have gone back in time to kill his grandfather the paradox is sometimes posed as Auto infanticide, where a traveler goes back and attempts to kill himself as an infant. If he were to do so, he would never have grown up to go back in time to kill himself as an infant. This discussion is important to the philosophy of time travel because philosophers question whether the paradoxes make time travel impossible. Some philosophers answer the paradoxes by arguing that it might be the case that backward time travel could be possible, but that would would be impossible to actually change the past in any way. Ideas similar to the proposed Novikov self-consistency principle in physics, meaning no matter what has happened in the past, that's what's going to fucking happen. Well, the old Novikov self-consistency principle. Not a day goes by that someone doesn't blame <laughs> something on that Novikov self-consistency principle. Fiscal cliff, direct result. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Obama. The grandfather paradox. So what, what we're saying is that you can't go if back in time. I go and kill back you. in time and kill my grandfather. The universe explodes because it's a paradox and it can't happen. It's kind of like uh, any of the any of the old bad TV shows from the '80s where somebody goes back in time. Don't if you see yourself, don't touch yourself because you the two of you can't occupy the same space time and and everything will just explode. Wasn't that time cop? Wasn't that a part of time gob? Like, if you touch yourself, I mean, it was a part you like of everything. You, you both explode. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I thought X Men did a pretty darn good job, actually, of addressing that with the notion that in uh, in the classic, of course, uh, Days of Future Past, that <laughs> you can't actually physically go back in time because of that whole conundrum. One might However, say you, you make you a can, quantum leap. One might. Ooh. Sam Beckett. Might. Oh, oh, conspiracy! Back can we have some quantum leap theme music. You know Ziggy, Conspiracy mm-hmm. Bot, by chance? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Yeah, Conspiracy Bot, are you friends with Ziggy? Fuck. That. Hack. Enemies. Interesting. Fuck, Fuck interesting. that nerd. Fuck that nerd, yeah. <laughs> interesting. You don't like that guy, huh? All right, so we'll, we'll get into how that can happen. One more paradox I want to go through. Uh, the ontological paradox. The, uh, the Novikov self-consistency principle named after Igor... Dmitrievich Novikov, that's a mouthful, states that any actions taken by a time traveler or by an object (laughs) that travels back in time were part of history all along, and therefore it is impossible for the time traveler to change history in any way. The time traveler's actions may be the cause of events in their own past, though, which leads to the potential for circular causation, sometimes called the predestination paradox, ontological paradox, or bootstrap paradox, meaning... You go back in time, and 
if John, you were to go back in time and be the one to shoot. Wait, what do you uh, mean if? <laughs> when you go back in time to kill Thank you, Lincoln, you were actually the one that always killed Lincoln. Well, no. Why did it have to be me murdering someone for Because me going back everyone in time? knows if you're going to go back in time, you murder. Because everyone knows the reptilians didn't kill Lincoln. <laughs> you did. I know, no, They no, killed no. JFK. I, listen, it wasn't John say, Wilkes Booth, it was Harry Bastard. If you go back in time, what would you do? You know, what would you fix? What would you change? I, I, I feel like if you say anything other than. Suck I would, your own dick? do with time travel you have to no remember. i was just figured if you were going to go back in time you'd probably suck your own dick why are you thinking about me doing that that's weird I, you brought your fucking journal in for all of us this evening i read it <laughs> wait a minute are you sure i thought john would go back in time to fix those couple of stray hairs that dan had in his episode of chicago fire oh wow yeah we, thank you. In the future, I will. I will do the work. Is that, that Paul future Mitchell past, didn't. John, or yes. past future, John? No. If you, I feel like if you say anything other than "I will go back and stop the Holocaust," you're kind of a bad person. Like, like you just waltz into 1889 Austria, and there's like a baby sitting in a bath, and then you just start stabbing the fuck out of it. But, well, the baby like, has hey, a, no. The baby <laughs> has a little Hitler ma- mustache, which obviously was just called a mustache at the time. <laughs> it, it had not take, taken on that parlance. But, but then yes, you go see that. Eyes vine, and you stab it over and over again until it's dead. Let me ask you this: Would you then write Mein Kampf? <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be called Mein Comfort. Mm. Oh, nice! Thank you, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm not and, sure if that's German approved, but okay. And Auschwitz would have been just like a nice luxury lounge for all the Jewish people passing through. <laughs> it, it would have been an awesome, fun place. It would was not it Auschwitz a- that was a, like a, ste- a ski resort? Previous one of them was. One oh, was the, it really? Yeah, one of them. I don't know if it was Auschwitz, but one of them was like a ski town that got turned or or oh, bad. And Dan, you used to go there, didn't you? I was a big fan uh, back. Uh, I mean, like the fourteen thirties. <laughs> I'd go there. And again, it was different at the time. Uh, ski town, go kart town. Um, <laughs> just had different things going on. He loves laser tag. Yeah, like a couple of LT, what we call LT back then. But yeah, right. Yeah, he loves his Bavarian cream authentic. Yeah, it was good. It's good. All right, so let's say you go back in time, and instead of that way... And you, I stab baby Hitler. You stab baby Hitler, and you actually kill that Hitler. Another thing that people think is it actually creates an alternate timeline. Think Back to the Future Part 2. Uh, if we're to travel back in time... Pardon if, me. Pardon me. The better Back to the Future. Great Scott! No. Oh, boy. I don't... I don't... I can't agree with that. Yeah. I can't. I cannot I get can't. on board. Tough. Yeah. I love the first one. I like the second one a little bit more. And for me, it's one of the few movie trilogies out there where I truly enjoyed the second one better than the first one. I mean, that, very rarely do you say that. That and uh, Break Into, Electric Boogaloo, I think. Of course. You know, that, that, that probably... That, that's strong. Like, without saying. Expendables 2. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. Well, uh-huh. that one's obvious. Expendables 2. Oh. I mean, Waterworld 2. I mean, um, of course, I just it, Sister Act it, Two, it, Uncle Buck Two. Admittedly, Water Waterworld Two was fan fiction that I wrote, but <laughs> I really enjoyed what I wrote better than the first one. <laughs> nice. All right, so alternate timelines. If we were to travel back in time and affect the future, does it change our own future or create a, a separate timeline or universe where that action has taken place and that timeline we left from is still intact? Meaning, John goes back in time. He kills baby Hitler. To us, John's just gone. Hitler was Hitler. But somewhere, there's another universe where 
Hitler never existed. John's stuck in Austria, and he's doing his thing. And he has he has no recollection that he's in an alternate timeline because it doesn't affect us. It creates its own well, tangent. See, this is where we we basically get our evidence that either time travel will never exist, or it does that, uh, or, or it does that, yeah, or. Or if time travel does exist at some point in the future, if the technology gets invented, that clearly the reptilians have already taken over. Therefore, <laughs> there was no desire to go back and kill Hitler. Well, it also seems strong. It also seems that we're entering in the discussion of does time travel inherently create parallel universes? Mm-hmm. Because that's what that predetermined predestination was that yeah, where they say yeah. like every action you could ever think of like right now i just you know finished my beer somewhere there's one where i still have a drink left right or, the classic it's five o'clock I don't think somewhere that one exists yes. john doesn't give me that creepy look that he just gave me across long right across yeah the table. i don't think that one exists either so <laughs> do one of the theories postulate that or theorize that traveling in time j- j- stays in the same universe, it just changes the course of history, and many others, i.e. Oh. that one, actually says every time we time travel, forward or backward, you're creating a new world. In a and maybe, so maybe it, there's one world that's created where it it, it breaks that chain of events. So basically yeah, we're all James Cameron? We are all James Cameron, all the time. It's my understanding that there's, there's pretty much two schools of thought there. There's one talking about time travel, thinking about time travel as a is basically a line and you're either going forward or backward on that line. And if you go backward and you change something, the whatever is in front of you in that line changes. Think back to the future. Mm-hmm. Marty, Marty McFly goes back to the past, changes things. And when he gets back to the future, things are different. When he uh, gets where? Back to the future. Back to the future. Back to the future. Back to the future. Yeah. Back to the future. Oh, back to, back to the future. Exactly. exactly. It's the movie. Great <laughs> Scott. So the other the other one is is like multiple uh, universes. Mm-hmm. The best way I've heard this described, I partially heard it described this way, and I came up with the rest on my own. So it's very scientific. Think about um, a deck of cards, right? Mm-hmm. We are Re- regular or Uno. Either one. Oh. Either one. Mm, skip boat is then. But I'm going to use regular for this example. Okay. We are. Is there a joker in this deck? <laughs> or a smoker? Maybe a midnight toker? Mm. Steve uh, Miller does know little about time. But we are we are the ace of spades. Conspiracy bot, help me out. The ace of spades! Yeah, let me. Moment of silence moment for Lemmy. Silent, yeah. All right, so we're the Ace of Spades. Slide the Ace of Spades out, right? That's us. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine you go back. Maybe instead of that Ace of Spades card changing, you just went up or down a card. Mm-hmm. You, you, so the, all of these things exist. You Wait, what are those cards? I don't want to. If it's the Queen of Hearts, I'm not interested. He doesn't like playing with the Queen of Hearts. He knows it ain't really smart. Oh, and if it's bot, the rules of Joker, don't, Joker, I'm don't out. Do it, Joker's the only fool. Conspiracy bot, don't do it right now. Play with the queen of hearts. No one in it really smart. The Joker ain't the only fool. Who will do anything for you? That is Juice Newton on tap right there. I am fucking unplugging you. <laughs> I'll plug you back in, buddy. I'll blow you back in. So the point being that, you know, you wind up in one of these other parallel universes. You can't create a paradox 
Because you're just in this new universe that, okay, now this mm-hmm. is the universe where your grandfather doesn't exist. But hey, guess what, asshole? You do. You're just a murdering asshole from the 1940s now. There was a lot of murdering assholes in the 1940s. It's kind of There was also a lot of playing cards, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them had naked girl boobies on them. I've seen them. God, I, I think this all kind of ties together. Have we just figured out time travel? <laughs> naked girl boobies. And playing cards. That's right. <laughs> Stay woke, we're out. (laughs) (laughs) Stay woke, see you yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to Hysteria 51. Everyone's always looking through online and research and everything. They're trying to find... Literally always. Always. (laughs) That's pretty close to the truth. (laughs) Because always is also just right now. Always. Always. Uh, Evidence of time travel. So uh, a few of the things I think is funny, you know, all these photos people show of these people that look out of out of time. And one of the big ones is if you look up on Google, well, so explain that like, the hipster. So there, look up hipster time traveler. There are pictures yes. on the internet that are supposedly of old times, which they are. They're they're they you know, for all intents and purposes are original photos. And nine times out of ten, the people are like, no, that just because of the way it looks, it looks like it's out of place, but people really wore those clothes. The hipster ones is is famous as a guy. It looks like he's in a T-shirt with a sweater on, and he's got glasses and tussled hair. He's holding a camera. And if you threw him into, you know, any city of America right now, he'd look, you know, at home, but it's like 1930. Uh, another one is there's a guy at the beach, and everyone, or he's sitting down in some sand, and everyone's in, like, button-up shirts and shit like they wore at the beach. And this guy's got long hair, like, down over his eyes, and he's in a t-shirt and shorts. And there's a couple people looking at him. They call it, like, the old-time surfer guy. And, he looks and he's just holding like, an iPhone. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to get a signal. <laughs> no, but. And then there is the Charlie Chaplin video, the cell phone video, where it's got a woman walking in the background. And it looks like she's holding a cell phone. Well, really, they think she's holding one of those, um, what do they call them, ear horns? Looks like What? I can't yeah. hear you. Yeah. What? But how do you explain the fact that she's talking to John Goforth at the time? That's what I. That's the part that I'm still trying to understand. <laughs> but she sees John? I gave that babe my number, mm. and she, hey, hey, listen, she had to call. The sexual deviance that is John Goforth transverses the uh, bridges of space and time. The multiverse. When I get that feeling, I want <laughs> conspiracy bot. Thank you, conspiracy <laughs> bot. You're on my side again. <laughs> the other thing that I, you, I don't know if you've seen all these things where they're like, Keanu Reeves is a time traveler, or this famous person's oh, a, yeah. a, a, a vampire. John Travolta. Yeah. Is also yeah, a they'll show a picture. And, and, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's, that's a Scientology thing, which is for another conversation <laughs> altogether. <laughs> that's just true. But, no, yeah, there's all these pictures of the, of, uh, well, side by side. Michael Sarah, they say he's like a, a, a time traveling um, spy. Yeah, because they've got pictures uh, side by sides of a celebrity and then somebody from the 1800s that looks I, like I like to think celebrity. that most women in the 1800s look like Michael Sarah. You know what have I mean? You guys, like, well, how, how <laughs> many, have you seen the ones of Dan Jessup, though? How do you explain those? Oh, Jazz Hands is, um, he's also probably a man. Well, he already told us he was there playing laser tag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> how? LT. How is my question? Well, guys, you know, here's the thing. I get around, right? And um, As Tupac once said. I, as Tupac, you know, as I call him, my Pac. Uh, as Tupac once sampled yeah. the Beach Boys and said. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's, he was a good guy. Uh, 
It's all. <laughs> Wait, that was kind of dark going on the Tupac Whoa. path. What are you doing over there, John? <laughs> I mean, the man was shot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but was he? Oh. <laughs> That was one of Tupac's best hits. But was he? No, actually, that was one of Suge Knight's best hits. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> we talked about people that look out of time in their photos. We talked about celebrities that have maybe been around for 100 years. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about purported time travelers that say they are quote-unquote time travelers. Up next on Hysteria 51. <laughs> And welcome back to even more exciting Hysteria 51, time travel. We've traveled past the break. <laughs> In a linear fashion? Was it was it a singularity? Oh, like, like single-lined notebook paper fashion. <laughs> College ruled, of course. Thank you. All right, so. I grew a beard in the brain. <laughs> Her name is Karen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we went to the break, we were talking about people that were celebrities and stuff like that were reported to be time travelers. Now we're going to talk about people that actually claim to be time travels. And my favorite is Andrew, and I'm going to say his last name wrong probably, but Bashiago, Andrew Bashiago. So this cat, I think it's Basiago. And actually, I was saying it like that, and I went and watched him saying his own name, and it's a shh, shh, Basiago. Nope, I'm sorry, I know more than he does. <laughs> you probably do. Dan, what's the Castilian Castilian <laughs> way of pronouncing it? Basiago. <laughs> oh, 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 meatball. I don't even know. Done. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, Andrew. Yeah. Andrews of Washington lawyer, I guess he's of high repute, and uh, as a side project, he runs Project Pegasus. Now, it's a group dedicated to lobbying the government to release the secrets of teleportation and time travel for the benefit of mankind. Bashiago also refers to himself as the discoverer of life on Mars. He claims to be one of two planetary-level whistleblowers predicted by WebBot. He describes himself as an indigo child, hold which on, we all on. know what? is a child with an indigo aura. WebBot. Uh, so that is the program that they had years ago, which would scour the internet looking for trends to predict future trends. Um, and it, it got a, it sounds like it's a, a real thing. It sounds like a direct competition to conspiracy bot. <laughs> what are your thoughts, conspiracy bot? Was he blowing a reptilian rape whistle? <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't have a mouth, but so yes. I'm going to say Basiago doesn't have a mouth. Oh, I thought you meant conspiracy, <laughs> but I, I got confused. So, okay. In a nutshell, this Andrew Basiago guy says at age six, his dad says, Hey, buckaroo, we are going to go to, he's in front of his mom. Here we're going to, we're going to run to the hardware store. Hops in the car with his dad. His dad takes him to the secret DARPA facility. And his dad says, we're not actually going to the hardware store. We're going to, teleport across the fucking country to uh, the Phoenix Foundation, like Nevada or, or somewhere like so his dad takes him into this facility and he says there's this machine and it looks like there's like static and his dad takes his hand and he steps through it and he says it feels like he's going through a tunnel and he's instantly transported 2005 miles which was a very uh, a very specific specific miles yeah and he's like, okay, you know, what the fuck, dad? He's like, yeah, uh, so a couple things, son. 
I do time travel. I do uh, teleportation. And he is recruited as a child into DARPA to be a time traveler because they, in the past, children were not looked at oddly if they were by themselves. So the government used children to go back in time to witness events or to change small things. Because... Also, they said that, that children take time travel easier. Right. It's, it's less for them to have to digest because they have multiple minds that are more in tune with it. Well, of course, we, we, I mean, we all saw this in Harry Potter. It's called a port key. I'm talking about teleportation. Mm. Uh, 2,005 miles, it's, it's a port key. Which is also a callback to the movie 2005, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> It's, it's working Which circle. was wonderful. Right. And so, C-Lab 2005. So this cat. <laughs> 2021. It's always 2005. So this cat says that um, the government sends him to do many things. He he uh, he sees the assassination. He actually says he was sent to the assassination of Lincoln many times um, and uh, saw John Wilkes Booth uh, kill him. Um, he was sent back actually physically sent to see these things. And sometimes they use the chrono visor, which we'll get into, which actually didn't send your whole body, but it allowed you to witness things going on in the past. It kind of looks like a poker dealer's visor, right? (laughs) The chrono visor. That's exactly. They got those weird armbands on their sleeves. (laughs) Actually, it's more like Jordan of the Forge. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Ah, just imagine popping one of those on. I can see my asshole from here. Mid, a mid nineties girl's um, hair band pulled down over the bridge of your nose. That, that's pretty much. What now is that a, a mid nineties girl's hair accoutrement or an actual mid nineties girl's hair band? I don't know, uh, but either way, you could buy it at Claire's at the mall. It's <laughs> also true, which which is also the place that you could buy Jordan LaForge's actual visor, <laughs> and then stop down at uh, Guinan's. For a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to stop into Mr. Bulky's on your way to get a half pound of runts. <laughs> <laughs> so he says he did such a good job working for DARPA and the government that they allowed him to go anywhere he wanted to go. And his dad talked him into going to Gettysburg. So here's here's the juicy part. So he goes to Gettysburg. And he says as he's going through the time the dilation, his shoes and hat and one sock is blown off. So when he gets there. A kindly old man takes him in, and he finds some what he can only refer to as around men's size 14 shoes, and they shove paper into him, and they give him a, a, a hat and a jacket, and he goes to the Gettysburg Address, and he's trying to Doesn't avoid... Doesn't this sort of sound like the beginning of Zelda is dangerous out there? Take this. And it's a size 14 man shoe. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mention the wooden sword, but, you know, it's the same thing. So there's you a famous it. there's a famous picture from the Gettysburg Address, and there is a, a boy standing, like, in the clearing, and uh, the boy looks to have oddly large shoes on. And he's like, yep, that's me. I was there. I was standing with my feet apart so people wouldn't notice. I was sitting back in time. When I got there, my father was there. And I'm like, oh, hi, Dad. And he's like, I don't know who you are. Don't speak to me. And, uh... And that was a reward for doing a good job for DARPA. Can we step back to, I kept my feet apart so people wouldn't notice? Yep. What exactly does that mean? He said that people were calling him a carpetbagger, like the the boys that would go and steal clothes from the dead soldiers. Mm -hmm. And he was afraid that they were going to um, 
cause a scene and someone might, you know, take but him. But how exactly would like they that. not notice? <laughs> like, right. Also, right. why did his father say, don't speak to me, boy? Is he an NBA player? So his father was sent at a time. <laughs> he played for the Seattle Supersonics. Yes. I guess <laughs> it's dad... one of his 17 illegitimate children. <laughs> it's true. He's only six years old. And I guess maybe his dad was sent at a time when he, he didn't have a son at that time. And he was already sent there. So when he came up and he's like, hi, dad, he's like, or who the fuck he was are the you? NBA scoring leader. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I, I was going to say that. So we're saying. Off. Sean Kemp is a time traveler. <laughs> I think it's what we're getting at. Saying Sean Kemp was at the Gettysburg Address is what, <laughs> what this really Or did Sean Kemp to. get All right. the Gettysburg Address? One last thing about Andrew Basciago, and this is fucking delicious. Not only did he time travel, not only did he uh, teleport, he says, claims that President Obama was a fellow Mars traveler back in the day, then living under the moniker of Barry Sotoro. Basiago and Stillings, one of his compatriots, say they met Obama on Mars and the government is now covering up the president's space travel past. Mm-hmm. Also, he claims that using the chronovisor, uh, he saw taped video of the crucifixion of Christ and he never saw it, but the government has a video of the resurrection of Christ. Is that kept in the leg of a seat in a pew, yeah, it, it, in a church, on, like is, is on microfiche. This is the on rock. Is, this the rock? This is, the is rock. he driving his yeah. beige Volvo right. down there to find it right with Carla leg. and their baby? Right leg, lower hollow. <laughs> Carla, you want to know who really killed JFK? <laughs> Nick Cage knows where it is, and thankfully he's here with us. <laughs> he's very expensive. Whatever it takes, I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a lot of people didn't think that we could get. Would you have a on. water pistol? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, he's got a gun. <laughs> a lot of people didn't think we could get in a cage on such short notice on on a podcast such as ours. Fuck you. Uh, is what but, I'm saying. But we've got Nick. Back to the future. 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 Our second bad shit crazy poster online. John Titor, 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 however you want to say him. Tit. Uh, uh, I'm going with Titor. Tit, Tit, or Titor, Titor, Tit. So this guy jumped on several bulletin boards back in 2000, 2001, and stated crazy claims. Tit, that uh, he was a time traveler from 2036, and he'd been sent back in time to a few specific times to get some parts for the future. One of which was an IBM. 5100 computer and he they needed it to debug various legacy computer programs in 2036 and i guess you know ibm emulators weren't available in 2036 um possible reference to the unix year 2038 problem um it's a bait it runs basic programs and he said that he was sent because his father actually worked on the assembly line making them can i say this story a different way sure hi I came back from the future. I'm an enormously fat man, but but I am a future combatant. I I am a <laughs> military figure and a high-ranking military figure. Uh, and you need to understand that. And uh, the reason we're coming back is we need to reset our computers. And apparently the, the very limited programming that happened on the IBM back in the 70s is the only thing that will reset it. Right. It, it why, why 3K? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. 
So he, he spent a lot of time just spewing all these things. He was saying that the thing everyone needed to be concerned about is Crutchfield Jakob disease. And, um, they needed to know that in the future, the very near future, uh, civil wars would break out. Uh, almost all, uh, countries other than the U.S. had dissolved. Um, and he said that UFOs weren't actually from outer space, but they were people from the far, far, far flung future coming back. And we had, you know, advanced to that point. They so were basically humans. it was the age of apocalypse storyline. The uh, age of apocalypse. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. yep exactly. That, that is one of the, uh, the time traveler theories that tying in aliens, that the grays, mm-hmm. um, whether you're talking about short, short grays, tall grays, whatever grays you're talking about. That they aren't actually aliens, like from another uh, another world. Yeah, like I said, there's there's us. They're us. Like, they're illegal aliens. Trump presidency. <laughs> they, right. I mean, whether they're us from a million years from now or not, they are illegal. Mm. So you know, they're very illegal. Do, do they have wives? Is there a time traveler's wife involved in this, John? Because I, 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 I I'm I thought that you had some thoughts on that. I do. We'll get to that in a moment. The other thing is. He states that the grandfather paradox is impossible, and he he states exactly what you said, which he calls it the Everett Wheeler model of quantum physics. Every possible outcome. Uh, Obviously what I said as well. Well, no, it's like the stack of cards, the deck of cards. Every possible outcome has already been done. And when you change it, you just jump from card to card, and that's, you know, any of the other, the multiverse. As I feel like this guy just basically read all of the cable comics in the Marvel universe <laughs> and, and basically was claiming that he was capable. like, you know what? I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write, you know what? Give, put me on a Bolton board site. I'm going to town on this. <laughs> like, you, oh, he's some man. dude who looked like me we now. We do a show on Bolton board sites. BBS sites. <laughs> Lesbian looking for love posted. <laughs> All right. Last guy, last guy that I want to touch on. Father Pellegrino, or Netty. Oh man, I love Pellegrino. Pellegrino or Netty. Mm. Uh, so this cat, uh, born 1925, died 1994, Italian Roman Catholic Benedictine monk. He was reported to have created, but not the one from Pontefract. He was reported to have created something that I touched on earlier. Nor from the name of the rose. It's not Sean Connery, <laughs> even though he keeps coming up. <laughs> Driving Carla and your kid nuts Carla. in your beige Volvo. I appreciate your concern. <laughs> My balls are sweaty. He invented the chronovisor. Chronovisor was allegedly a. F- Where's George the Forge? A functional time viewer described by Father Francois Brunet in his 2002 book. Francois. Oh, oh, yeah, shit. Francois Brunet. Uh, in his 2002 book, uh, The no, Vatican's we'll, we'll, New Mystery. We'll fix that in post. Right. Fran- yeah, no Francoiser. <laughs> Brunet. Although Father uh, Ernetti was a real person, the evidence of his fictional coronavirus has never been confirmed, but we all know about the Vatican and what they like to keep their tabs on. So, so the fucked up part about this, uh, this is actually a thing that, that this guy claimed and a lot of other people claim. As being true, when you read about it, 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 I feel like it really has been redacted because if you read about it in so, a lot of other places, it says the only people that could use the chronovisor in the right way were children. Like, come on, Vatican. So it's well, a, you can't yeah. do that. Well, here's the thing. Similar to Titor, 
It sounds to me like he read a few too many cable comics. It sounds to me like this guy got a little too caught up in the John Smith story from the Mormons. Uh, like th- there's there's some kind of viewer, uh, like basically a uh, yeah. He, he- like in there, he had like a, a special like telescope, and he could see the guys. He's the, or whatever. He's the only one. Yep. So he said the chronovisor uh, describes a large cabinet with a cathode ray tube for viewing and receiving events of a series of buttons, levers, and other controls for selecting the time and the location <laughs> to be viewed. It could also locate and track specific individuals. According to its inventor, it worked by receiving, decoding, and reproducing. <laughs> The, elect- oh, yeah. the electromagnetic radiation left behind from past events. It could also pick up audio component or sound waves emitted by the same events. So it's oh, shockwaves from transports? Yeah. No, no, no. Or sound wave? It, sound, sound wave. wave. Yeah. It, it sounds to me like it tracks Katie Couric. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. Uh, yeah, I heard it was 14. Dan Couric's. also tracks Katie Couric. Nonstop. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Dan, tell us more about that. Well, I book out two hours of each week just to make sure I understand what she's doing, where she's doing it, and how she's doing it. I study her career. I study what she does and how she does it because uh, if I can't become the next Judy Dench, I want to become the next Kitty Curry. He also writes Damn very, very, very intense and fine, I might add. Katie Couric slash Denver, the last dinosaur fan fiction. Yeah, I mean she's 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 an idol. Search well, for it well, online. Dan, what are your thoughts on on Katie's move away from the Today Show uh, into her own uh, yeah hemisphere? Oh, again, I mean it, it, Katie Couric is Latin for Katie Course, right? She's taking the next course of her life, and I respect that. And so she's saying, "Hey, what's next for me? What's the next course of my Katie?" And we all need to answer for ourselves: What is our course? What is our Katie going to be? What? Yeah. What is our next Katie? If any of you would like to subscribe to Dan's teachings, you can find them on BilboBargains.com in booklet and or tape format. Has she done herself a disservice, Dan, uh, by going with the moniker Katie instead of Catherine? Not at all. She knows who she is. It's all about branding. Uh, we know her as KC, uh, the great KC, um, Kitty Kitty KK, uh, Kitty KKKC. Um, Casey, Casey in the Sunshine Katie's. I mean, she knows who she is, and, and that's what we like about her. You, that's what I like about her. I've almost considered changing my name to, to um, Katie. To Katie. Let's say a forty-eight hour period. How much time is spent masturbating to Katie Couric in your home? Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> now we need to get to the heavy hitting actual topics. Pop culture, time travel, movies, my friends. John, why don't you hit us with your list? Of your favorite, or maybe not favorite, but movies you thought of <laughs> that had time travel in them. <laughs> I was about to say, I just have a random list. <laughs> uh, but I will start with one that I think is ignored often. Millennium. Not familiar. Are you talking about the song by Robbie Williams? Robbie Williams. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. This fucking show is like a snake eating its own tail. <laughs> when going just on and going, on. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will not stop until Robbie Williams is appreciated in this country. <laughs> so so what is Millennium? Millennium. Uh Chris Christopherson. And if anyone wants to go to <laughs> the City Winery Chris Christopherson show, look it up online. Sorry. I, I hate you. I, I had to do it. <laughs> I don't have tickets to what he's talking about and I hate him. Um Chris Christopherson in an amazing eighties movie, basically every time a 
large jumbo jet is about to crash in our history. They're in the future. They step in. They pull all the live people out, transport them to the future, put dead bodies in those seats, and they crash. What the fuck are they doing with them in the future? Like, what's the what are they, like? Are they slaves? Are they just living their life? Are they like? It'd be like, so much. It'd be so much more fun to say you know they're they're farming them for their you know whatever. Uh, but the reality is, yeah, they just let them live their life. They're putting them into uh, Chinese camps where they have to farm gold for future Warcraft accounts. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, everyone farms gold. Yeah, that's how you get it. <laughs> Shuck the gold. <laughs> I gotta. Hey, mom and dad, I gotta go pick some gold. <laughs> All right. It, it, it's an amazing movie. The well, best, amazing the, in what way? Uh, well, Chris Christopherson. I, I would start there. From and, now on, if anyone ever asks me a question, why was it amazing, Brent? Chris Christopherson. That's all you. Well, he's, he literally is one of the greatest humans alive. All like, right. Hot tub exactly. time machine. I don't want to hear hot tub time machine. I don't want to hear how it doesn't fit to you know the 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 physics of of time travel because well I, I would disagree that it doesn't fit the physics as all Here's these the other deal, fucking movies are gonna fit exactly. the physics exactly well, hang on Rob Cordery he's too funny to be of this timeline he clearly came from the future where they have further honed comedy <laughs> I, I agree though strong I'm, strong choice. I wouldn't say Rob Corddry. I would say Craig Robinson. I mean, that dude is fucking hilarious in everything he does. Yeah, he is. And, and, and going off this Hot Tub Time Machine 2, I really like that movie too. It was fun. It was fun. My favorite scene is when they're, they're in the future and they're listing all the drugs and it's like cocaine, heroin, blah, 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 blah. Al Michaels Revenge. And it cuts out and Rob Corddry turns. He's like, we got to get some Al Michaels Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> John, let's let's all make sure that though we we really you know get on the level for the listeners here. You love Chevy Chase in that movie. Mm. Admit it. Well, how could you not? You celebrate his entire catalog. Mm. I celebrate his entire. Funny catalog. Farm plays on repeat at my home <laughs> at all times. Smart. That nothing but trouble. That's. I- in- Oh, actually, <laughs> don't knock nothing but I, trouble. I was about to say, I'm, I'm going to break Winner. character here. Hi, I love man. nothing but trouble. Celial. <laughs> actually, I just I broke character twice because you know what? Number one, character. But, <laughs> we <laughs> broke character. I just said it. Were you not listening? Hello, it's me, John. I'm really. <laughs> oh, number I one. Got it. Got it. Nothing but trouble. Probably my favorite Chevy Chase movie. Wow. Number two. That's a strong statement. Oh, uh, it's my favorite Demi Moore movie. <laughs> well, that might be a little easier to swallow. It's my ninth favorite Dan Aykroyd movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it's my third favorite Digital Underground movie. It's my- <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget about. Uh, Don't you forget, forget about, about me. me? Don't you? Yeah. So getting back to the list of of. Uh, Time travel movies, one that a lot of people probably haven't heard of. It actually turned into a trilogy. Um, I wasn't really familiar with this one. Back to the Future. Am I saying that right? Future. Everyone has seen that movie a god-awful amount of time. It's fun. It's it's almost not worth talking about. Yeah. Because it's so good. Going on. Uh, Twelve Monkeys. Mm. Uh, Bruce Willis. Time travel. Random zoo animals. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Mm. So we'll go through some of these uh, rapidly. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Time Cop. 
Thumbs up. Thumbs up. up. Way up. Way up. Flight of the Navigator. So up. 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 The only thing Flight of the Navigator is missing is Simone from uh, (laughs) Ferris Bueller's Day Off. (laughs) All right. Final Countdown. Love that movie. Love it. I don't know if you have you guys ever seen it. Conspiracy bot. Yep. So a um, modern day 1980s aircraft carrier is transported back into uh, the Pacific right before Pearl Harbor. And they're trying to decide if they need to stop Pearl Harbor from happening. And then right before they have to decide, uh, the temporal displacement comes back and moves them back. So fun little movie. And this is where, by the way, based on what we heard earlier, John would have made a beeline straight for Germany to <laughs> stab Hitler. But it would have been Hitler in full throes of power. You're not getting through the lines. I don't know. Indiana Jones well, did pretty easily, and Hitler and autographed his diary. His diary. Well, his dad's diary. Hello. We named the dog Indiana. We named the, the dog's dog name Indiana. was Indiana. <laughs> right. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Thumbs up. Interstellar. Again, that's one of those. Is it time travel? Absolutely it is. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's time travel and it's good time travel. Groundhog Day. Thumbs up on Very, that one. Uh, thumbs up on the movie. So yeah, clearly, is, thumbs up on the movie. Is it time travel or do we? He relives the same a, day. He goes right. back in time one day for you know however many. Well, but is he going back in time because he's reliving it? He's not in any way influencing the next. But it day. is influencing himself. That's it's like true. a CD that skips. Well, to skip. But if you never uh, get. You never yeah. get to the next day, so you don't know if it influences so, at all. So this gets back around to, to one of the things that I think is important to think about in terms of time travel is um, not to go d- too deep in the science end of things, but is time actually anything more than the shared human perception of the rate of decay? And and this is what you know Groundhog Day is all about. He can accumulate knowledge, which is what we all do, which is really what we're perceiving as time, but he's just reliving it over and over again. There's none of this concept of going back. Mm. All right. No worries about what he was talking about. Uh, Dan, your thoughts. <laughs> big fan. Big fan. Time Traveler's Wife. We touched on that. John, big fan. Hi, I'm John Goforth. I would like to give my ringing endorsement for the film and book, Time Traveler's Wife. (laughs) Uh, Here's another one that a lot of people don't think of as a time-traveling movie. Superman 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, so so it's obvious. Yes, it is. The best way to take anything back in time is to reverse the course of the Earth by you know, flying around it really, really around fast. It the other way, really, really fast, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like a, it's kind of like a VHS tape. But no, you know they, what? Thumbs up, hundred percent thumbs up. And that movie proves that righty tighty lefty Lucy is timeless <laughs> because he flies lefty Lucy to reverse time. Thanks, time. Clark. Mm-hmm. He was ahead of his. Time. Thank you. Back no. to the future. Back to the future. Back to the future. Back to the future. Yeah. Back to the future. Now, Brown, worth con- considering that I would love your expert opinion on. Uh-huh. Is yes. that consistent 
with the DC concept of the multiverse, <sighs> you which know, is is a little bit more based on infinite potential. The multiverse is more what John was talking about, right? where there is you know fifty two uh, Earths, or at other times you know thousands of Earths, in and each infinite one's infinite crisis on yeah, infinite crisis Earth. on infinite but Earths. Would not the entire action of going back in time cause infinite additional timelines to I tell you what would happen as soon as he tried to do that the Green Lanterns would have stopped him they wouldn't allow it to happen very fair very fair I think that's a given is is what we're trying to say I think based on Lois as portrayed in the Superman movies Hal Jordan would just not have allowed her to occur (laughs) period (laughs) no shit All right, Star Trek First Contact I mean, wow. Thumbs yep. up. Yep. It is the quintessential movie about the nature of time. Now, if you really want to talk quintessential movies, and it's also a sequel, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. So hot. Now, if you want to keep going in the third time travel, Army of Darkness. The heats just keep coming. Looper. Meh. Nah, me too. Is oh, even time? I disagree. Looper was a great flick. I couldn't stand Joseph Gordon-Levitt's makeup. In that movie, and it just threw me out of it. Suspension. Man, I disagree. I, I love that flick. Yeah, ever since uh, whatever it takes, I've had a hard time loving Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt. Whatever it takes. Yeah, that to me that was the pinnacle of his career. All right, let's move on to a movie that surprised the living shit out of me. It was awesome. I still consider it in my top. Maybe I don't know, fifteen. Total movies, but we that- already covered the time traveler's wife, John. <laughs> You're backpedaling. You're going back in time, John. Edge of tomorrow. Edge oh. of tomorrow. Like I mean, literally another one of those uh, time travel. Well, yeah, yeah, sort I mean- of uh, time loop, whatever you want to call it. Love I don't know. I consider it Emily Blunt above all else. Mm. Yeah, it's this. It's the space. Mm. It's the space combat Groundhog mm. Day. Yeah, yeah, right. Like it was one of those movies. that's like <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. I think I heard of the name. I'll watch it. I had no idea what it was about. I didn't. Right. I it was yeah. not on my radar. I assumed it was like a rock and roll song. Right. <laughs> and it was it was a kick ass movie. Yeah. And they're making a sequel. Actually, and I'm actually okay with that. I don't even know how that's possible. Anything. Is the sequel more of the same? (laughs) Anything with Emily Blunt, I'm going to watch it. In. Yeah. Now, the next movie, um, I don't know that you guys have seen, but it's a really good time travel movie. It's called Primer. Primer? From 2004, I think. I'm not going to ruin it for you. 2004, Space Odyssey? Mm, It's it's about about a group of guys that they're working on a, you know, literally out of their garage a particle physics type of machine and uh, they figure something out and good times were had by all and no (laughs) it's not like some time machine it's not like funny it's like okay what do we do next what do we do next what do we do next and and it's real I remember and they they keep like shit keeps happening and they're trying to fix it right is that the I I remember seeing the preview sorry I almost dropped my beer previews for it (laughs) they're literally keeping the time machine in a uh, a storage locker Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then one of them is is trying to keep it from the other one just to figure out what happens in time and so they rent another storage locker it's one of the better examples of of what you might guess might happen with actual... Did you just say in time? 
time slippage, <laughs> time travel. Um, Next up, Kung Fury. Huge, huge two thumbs up. From me, at least. I, we if have I to. had a third thumb, I'd give it. <laughs> Strong title. Haven't seen it, but I'll full support it. You know what? It's about 15 minutes long, and it's on Netflix or YouTube okay. or anywhere. Dan doesn't watch anything he's not in. <laughs> We're literally going to watch it right now and let Dan react to it. He won't. He'll back. close his eyes. Pause. He's literally, it, for those listening, he's actually watching the Chicago Fire episode of himself <laughs> as we're speaking right now. Awesome. Yep. yep. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Why did we it skip Austin Powers, by the way? Because that's an important time travel. And uh, Terminator. We Terminator. skipped both of those. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of importance. I mean, for, well, I mean, frankly, Terminator, I mean, I. To me, it's less a movie than it is a documentary. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's happening around or, us. Or Skynet is real, folks. If Before they cut off my microphone, please understand. Skynet is real. <laughs> Watch out. Please keep your eyes open. We're having technical difficulties. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back as uh, John and Dan and I on the uh, Hysteria 51 time travel hour. Uh, Dan, tell us more about what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so Austin and I were traveling back into the 60s, and I mean, yeah, he wanted to get back to where he was. And so he said, hey, uh, this was fine. I'm going to go back to the 90s. I said, hey, hey, let me come with you. He said, fine. So uh, he's a guy that I respect. I mean, here's someone that understands time travel. Here's someone that understands how to do it cryogenically, <laughs> how to do it Britishly. Uh, how to would do you, it in you know, Would you let him shag you? Absolutely. Mm, as well you should. <laughs> Have you let him shag you? Yes. <laughs> the mo- well, and that was just to get a part in a movie. So, yeah, of course he has. One other time travel movie worth mentioning from my end, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Um, Don't know that one either. One of the guys from uh, The League um, does it. He and his brother, I think, are, are – our directors slash writers and, and he's, he's the main actor in this movie, but I also think that he and his brother wrote and directed it. Uh, either way, gray flick. It, it's based on, uh, so there was a, there was a, I don't know if it was a newspaper, uh, it was like a classified, it was a classified ad. It was on, um, it was a classified list or it was a classified ad. In a it newspaper. was a classified ad in a newspaper. Okay. So it was a classified ad in a newspaper, and it basically said, hey, I'm, I'm getting ready to travel to the future. Anyone interested in coming with me? Uh, you need to prepare these things, blah, blah, blah. Safety not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've, I've only done this once. It was fucking hilarious. And there's a meme went around, and they, they put a guy with a fucking big old mullet <laughs> next to it. <laughs> like, come back in time with me. Bring your own weapons. Safety not guaranteed. I've only done this once. So yeah. these cats wrote an entire movie around that post. As well they should have. It, it, it's not a, uh, and it's certainly not a representation of real life. Well, it, it's just. Here's how we know it's not real. And here's how we know time travel is not real. We all saw Napoleon Dynamite. They had a time machine. The crystals didn't work. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. They didn't get back to 85. I've hooked up tons of things to my nuts. I've never time traveled. People, 
the crystals, like, where, do you have crystals? I sure as heck don't. They had all of the necessary items, and it doesn't Let's see, your time work. travel needed crystals check. Well, that's the end of the list. I think we're good. <laughs> we're good. Nope, didn't work. So you know what? I'm gonna. We're going long here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> rapid fire the rest of our list here. That is just some of the ones we picked out of movies that we liked. Donnie Darko, Time Bandit. I didn't like Time Bandits. <laughs> Source Love code. Donnie Darko. A minority Report. Land of the Lost. Safety not guaranteed is one you touched on. Mm. My Science Project. Love it. Masters of the Universe. Frequency. Planet of the Apes. Forever Young. Free Jack. Black Knight. 13 going on 30 butterfly effect click deja vu the star trek reboot if uh, anyone has watched them all you get a prize <laughs> the butterfly effect is the only one out of those that I would definitely make sure and point out you might hate Ashton Kutcher and I get it that was a great flick it actually is and like I told you guys you've got to go back and watch the alternate ending on the blu-ray where he literally goes into the womb and chokes himself to death with his own umbilical cord. That is dark, dark, dark. But that's a real thing. No, yeah. No, that literally is the alternate ending. No, it actually happened, is what, <laughs> what John's saying. <laughs> I, I apologize. All right. So, I mean, this has been time. We were all over the place on time travel in a good way because it's just so fucking. It's one of the first topics we've talked about that, uh, yeah. It could actually maybe happen. Actually, we can't we, say. We yes were, no. are, and will be all over the place. And if you're still open invitation, any time travelers that want to come in and talk to us, even on a future episode, we'll, we'll let you in. We'll cut you. We'll cut you some time. So, oh, did you see that? See what I did there? I, I did. I did. And we were able to get Dan Jazz Hands Jess up in the house. Mm. Hi, and thanks so much. And you know, what I, I'll leave you with this. I, it's my friend Bill Keen, uh, and echoed by my friend uh, uh, Mike Ditka. Let's just remember that yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift, which is why they call it the present. <laughs> strong, <laughs> strong closing words by Jazz Hands himself. Thanks a lot. So I, I guess if anything I can take out of this, like I said, this is something that is a possibility. It's one of those things that physicists look at and go, well, yeah, we don't really know. Maybe science fiction, science fact, everyone runs wild. And it's one of those things also where you don't know, is it alternate dimensions? Is it alternate universes? Is it timeline tangents? Is it back to the future part two? It, it blows your mind because everything technically maybe is a possibility, except for the chronovisor and John Titor and then Basiago. I think that's all pretty much bullshit. But wouldn't it be great if DARPA really was using like six year olds on like spy missions in the past and shit? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Those are my thoughts. Joe, what you got? Everyone, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you may not know this, but this is my seventh time doing this episode. And even with the strange technical oh. difficulties on the mic, it was fantastic. So, so with that, I will just leave you with the greatest song about time from the greatest movie about time from the greatest band about time. Those are our thoughts on time travel. What are your guys' thoughts on time travel? Let us know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Hysteria51Pod. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. Let us know what we forgot to touch on with time travel. We should have cut out 
uh, what songs you wish I would have sang this week, because I know you all love my sultry, sultry tones. What you wish John would have sang. John, you've been singing a little bit on the, the podcast lately. I've been trying. I will try a little bit more. We do want to do a couple Twitter shout outs. We've had some followers that have that have uh, really helped oh, us yeah. out uh, talking about us on Twitter and, and also at pages we really like. Go uh, ahead, John. All right. So, hey, uh, good folks here at UFO Bros TV at Elmo Fuzzy Moto at Black Box Ezine. Geek Yogurt, we love you guys, at Yogurt Podcast, Project Archivist, Ectoplasm Show, you're great, at Ectoplasm Show, and of course, ATT, Truth is Out There. Don't forget, you can also find us at Hysteria51.com, you can find the newest episodes, links to our Twitters, you can email us through there, and uh, hopefully one day in the future, anti-reptilian rape whistles. That's right, who can have too many anti-reptilian rape whistles? If that doesn't make any sense, go listen to our Reptilians episode. Only one thing to leave you with. You're just so bright. I gotta wear shades. I gotta wear shades. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.